Hey, this is Ray Powers of the Ray Powers Hour, and you're locked in because you're obviously ready for love with Nikki Lee, right here on the new Visions Radio Network. for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Today, we are going to tackle a topic that many couples need to hear about and need to think about, and it's going to be interesting to get reactions from people, from the men and women listening, to see see how they come down on this topic. But I'm going to be interviewing uh, Elliot Katz. He's the author of Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants. Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. See, now you're understanding why I'm, I'm going to be curious to get the feedback on this. So let's, we're, going to, we're going to find out his suggestions, and we're going to find out information from his book. And it's going to be interesting to see how the two of us come down on various topics. <laughs> but we're going to have a friendly, respectful conversation either way. Uh, Elliot, it's great to have you with me today. Great to be here. We, we are going to talk about how to be a man and be the man that women want. I love that topic. I, I remember when you first contacted me and I saw the title, I said, ah, this is a good topic. <laughs> so so tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you decided to write this book. Well, like a lot of people who write this kind of book, it's based on my own experience, my own journey of learning and and wanting to share what I learned and realizing that a lot of men needed to learn what I needed what I learned I was married I got divorced then like a lot of people at first I blamed the other person then I came to the point of realizing well what do I have to learn from this I don't want to go through this again and I set out on this journey to learn what does it mean to be a man in a marriage in a relationship and the first thing I learned listening to other men and hearing their ideas, is we're all confused. We hear all these messages, be sensitive, develop your feminine side, don't be controlling. It's not working. And, and like, it's like men who realize it's not working think, well, they, either they don't say anything or they think, well, I'm just not doing it enough. Then I started reading books on marriage and relationships. I read like a ton of books. And they really didn't say anything to me about what does it mean to be a man in a relationship or in a marriage. And then I turned to the timeless writings that over the centuries men have written uh, as advice to their sons or other men, and it blew me away because it coincided with what I heard women complain is lacking in men today. They don't show leadership. They don't make decisions. They don't take responsibility. There's this, like, gigantic gap between what men think women want and what women really want, and it's really amazing. They, They... when I talk to women, they understand, yes, I want a man who's strong. I want a real man. But men think, oh, I'll be sensitive. I'll let her make all the decisions. I don't want to be controlling. So they go to the other extreme and are to- totally oblivious to what's going on. 
and they can't understand. I'm being such a nice guy. Why does this woman hate me? Why does she, why does she want to divorce me? So that's sort of the background of what led me to write this book, and I felt I needed to share it with other men because a lot. Of, I think most of us are in this situation. Well, it, it is confusing. You, you hear people say that that this is a, well, and, and they do it to men and women both. Of course, we're going to talk about the the confusion on the man side right now. But you know, it's it's you know, be in touch with your feminine side and, and all this kind of stuff. It's like what in the world? <laughs> so, yeah, I it, the, the advice that people put out there for men is just it's ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. But, um, so what? You said that the main things were about showing leadership, uh, making decisions, and taking responsibility. And right. I mean, those those three things in in itself that's huge. I mean, that's that's going to cover the majority of the things that that come up in in a relationship. And and one of the things, and I'm going to mention this more than once, I guarantee it. <laughs> but I think being a strong man and and taking responsibility and making decisions and, and taking the lead. And doing it in a respectful way, because I've I've seen people, and and I've, I won't I won't say who, but I've definitely been around this in my life, where the the man does those things, but he does it in a way that is very disrespectful of his wife, which is not what what I think should be done at all. Because I mean, you you got to have love and respect in a relationship. Right. So that's that's like I said, the one thing that I've seen in me goes, well, but I'm taking the lead and, you know, I'm doing all these things I'm supposed to do. It's like, okay, tone it down just a little bit, though. <laughs> you know? So you can you can be strong and respectful, you know, of one another all at the same time. It is very well, possible. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, and I explain it. It's, it's, it's not about, you know, it's a difference between being controlling and showing leadership. You know, people will think, when I say show leadership, they immediately switch over. Well, nobody wants someone who's controlling. And it's true. Nobody wants somebody who's controlling, but really being controlling and showing leadership are, are opposites. You know, showing leadership is thinking about the greater good of your family, being respectful to your wife and family, and, and do it. You may, and most likely involves doing things that maybe you don't want to do, but you feel this is for the best of your family. Being controlling is someone who is uh, very insecure. They're only thinking about themselves, and, and they really don't care about the others. That, that's someone who's controlling. They're not thinking what's best for their their own family they're thinking what's best for themselves so it's really to, to their opposites right well i think a lot of people misinterpret what certain words mean and, and that could be because of of examples they've seen whether it's advice that they've heard from people or you know certain people that are held up as role models and and they they don't even they, they may lead but like you said they may be controlling they may, may be um like a real dictator about how they lead. So they're they're seeing these things, and because they're not getting the full story of what they need to do or a full explanation or even definition, they just don't understand what they need to do, which, you know, a lot of it's communication. There's so many things in, in relationships of all kinds that, that come back to communication, you know, and, and understanding what the other person needs and wants from you. And that, that applies to men and women both. I think what you're saying is very true. And another example of what what you're talking about is the word sensitive. You know, they say, oh, yes. they want a man to be sensitive. Well, what, what exactly does that mean? Do you, do you want you want a man who's sensitive to how his actions affect other people? Yes, of course. You should think about what what you're doing and how it affects your spouse or your family. That's being sensitive. The, this way, 
so many men interpret it that being sensitive is like acting like a woman and crying a lot and pouring out your feelings and you know pouring your guts out and every little thing it's that's a big turn off and I, I mean I even had one person say to me a man say to me well when a man cries isn't that a sign of strength I said no like no <laughs> it's not it's not about well, being I, sensitive it's not about acting like a woman it's being sensitive is showing that you're aware of how your actions impact others. That's being sensitive. But this whole thing of like acting like a woman. I see it more as compassionate than sensitive. You know, you can be very compassionate and and understand what the other person's going through and and be caring without having to be all gushy about it. (laughs) You know, I I don't want to be around my women friends being all gushy about stuff. I certainly don't want to be around men that are being that way. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> so, I have a couple of friends, unfortunately, that fit that, that niche way too well. That's you the know, problem. Things, definitely. One of the things I was looking at that, that one of your, your suggested topics was that a man may be okay with a woman ruling the roost. You know, honestly, I don't think anybody should rule the roost. You know, I mean, that, that just seems very like... Um, do it my way, I'm in charge, you know, listen to what I have to say kind of thing. But um, I, I actually, years and years, we won't say how many years ago, but years ago, <laughs> so, um, I, was, I was dating this guy, and he wanted to get married. But he was one of these people that could not and would not make a decision. I mean, he would not decide uh, anything, even which direction to take to get to, to a restaurant or something, you know. And, and I, I knew at a really young age, I could not live with that. I'm like, I, I can't. That's not what I wanted in a relationship, especially a long-term relationship. You know, so I've heard that um, many times, Nikki. I've had I couldn't count the number of single women who'll tell me they go out for a cup of coffee with a man. He asks them out, and they say yes. I will, let's go out, and then then they can't decide where to go for a cup of coffee. He wants her to decide, and then uh, they finally get to a place. He wants her to decide, you know, what table to sit at. What, what you're saying that. You know, uh, you, you're not attracted to a man who can't make any decisions. I've heard this many, many times. But the men think, oh, I'm showing her that I'm not controlling. I'm showing her, you know, that I'm going to let her make decisions. I'm, I'm not going to control her. And But to the woman, it's a big turnoff. And a lot of women will say, if a man can't even decide where to go for a cup of coffee, how's he going to decide how to handle a problem if we get married and there's a problem in the family life, which there often is? What? How is he going to make a decision? He can't even choose a place to go for a cup of coffee. It is very frustrating. And what men don't understand, and I try to explain to them, is, see, men will say, well, you know, all these decisions doesn't really matter to me. Where do we go for a cup of coffee? What restaurant we go to? What color do you want to paint the walls? Which piece of furniture do you want to buy, a blue one or an orange one? It doesn't matter. But what they don't understand is that it matters to the woman. She wants a man makes decisions, and it makes her feel like she's with a real man when he makes decisions. You know, one common example, a man will say, oh, my wife calls me at work. What do you want for supper, chicken or fish? And he says, whatever you make, it'd be great. You're a great cook. You know, why is she bothering me at work? Let her just make anything. It doesn't matter to me, but it matters to her. She wants to please you, and she wants you to make the decision. And so a lot of times, like like that's a situation, many situations where it really doesn't matter to the man. She still wants you to make the decision because it makes her feel she's with a man. 
So it makes well, a you know, it gets exhausting figuring out what to cook three times a day every day. <laughs> so. Yeah, you ask a man to make a decision. You want him to decide. It's not. And so many times, if it doesn't really matter to you, then it's an easy decision. Now that's not to say you can't come home one day and say, you know what, I decide we're moving to Australia. Start packing. No, of course, major decisions have to be made, and it's really a judgment call. Some women really want to leave almost all decisions to the man. They feel comfortable with that. Some women have stronger feelings, and they want to. So you have to, you know, judge what your wife wants, but you have to realize she doesn't want a guy who's oblivious to any decisions, who, when there's a problem, not only doesn't step forward and with a solution to try to solve it, he waits for her to tell him what to do. You know, it's, and then he can't understand why she, she's so frustrated. I saw a survey. It said I think 20% of married women feel like married single parents. I mean, they may be married to a husband, but he, they feel like a single parent because they're left to make every decision on their own, and it's very exactly. frustrating. Exactly. Well, what part... I'm not really making a, a cultural statement with this, I don't think, but the the value of the family unit doesn't seem to be as important to a lot of people in in these you know in this time period what impact do you think that is having on relationships in general but also men knowing how to step up and be a man in a relationship it's having an enormous impact and it's it's one of, really one of the tragedies cuz where does a boy learn to be a man? Usually from his father. He, his father is his role model. He learns how to, how to relate to other men. He learns how to relate to women. He learns how to treat a wife from watching how his father does it. It is so important. So, so many boys today, they grow up in families of divorce. A lot of them don't lost their fathers. A lot of them just see their fathers irregularly. You know, they're mostly raised by women. They go to school. Most of the teachers are women. They watch television. The men are portrayed as incompetent buffoons. Where is a young man today to learn how to be a man? It's it's really been lost. And, and so many men today, you know, you see them getting married, and, you know, before you know it, they're divorced because they... they and they think, I don't, I don't understand why I'm being such a nice guy. And the women are frustrated with them because they really want a man. And the tragedy is that these men just were not taught what it means to be a man. I, it's, the irony, I'll tell you, with this book is, you know, I would initially when the book came out, I would tell men, read it, don't show it to your wives, just do it, you'll see, there'll be a change. But who are the main people who buy the book? Women. Women are gobbling it up, say, oh, I'm buying this for my husband, oh, i got to get this for my boyfriend, you know, I, or my son needs to read this. It, they're they're the ones saying, "How do I get my husband to read this book?" It's it's it's, and the men will argue with me. Oh no, this is what women want, and it takes a woman to tell them, "Yes, this is what we want. We want a real man. I don't want someone controlling me. I don't want a tyrant who doesn't let me have friends or 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 tells me when I can go out, when I can't go out. But I want a man who's at home, who's a leader at home. You know, in the old days, we used to call the the man the head of the household, the leader of the home." We don't want a tyrant, but we want someone who's aware of what's going on, knows what's happening with the kids, with the home, with your wife. He sees a problem. 
He doesn't wait to be told to do something about it. He steps forward and deals with it. Do no. that, and you'll be a hero to your wife. And, you know, most times it doesn't need to be something big. Just make the effort, you know. People people think they have to do something huge. It's like, you know, sometimes just seeing a person, you know, recognize that, that the trash can is almost overflowing and take the trash out. That's huge, <laughs> you know. So just not having to say, would you do blah, 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 you know, whatever it is that you need done. It's, that's, that can be really big. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you're being oblivious. You're leaving leadership to the woman, and, and she doesn't want to be the only leader at home. That's why she got married, because she wants a partner who will share leadership in the home with her. It's seeing all those, like anything. You see something small needs to be done, take care of it. You see a problem, find a solution for it, implement it. You know, I tell men, like men will ask me, oh, I've been married five years, ten years, and my wife has been running the show. How do I start this? And How do I start being a man? So I say, well, first thing, what you don't do is, if your wife makes a decision, you don't say, oh, no, we're, we're going to do the opposite. I'm going to show you that I'm a leader well, that's stupid. You're undermining her, and you're just going to cause conflict, and that's not what she wants. Look, look, be aware of what's going on. Look for things that need to be done that are not being done, and step forward. Find a solution. Implement it. Solve it on your own. Like at first, she may be kind of shocked and taken aback, but just keep doing it, and you'll see, well, you will be her hero. But she's going to be shocked in a good way. <laughs> so. Well, at first, she may be kind of shocked, Like, and I, and I tell women, you know, if you want your husband to handle it, let him handle it. Unless he's doing something dangerous or, or destructive, just let him handle it. Don't criticize him. He's, he's doing it his way. Well, that's, let that's him do big. It. Don't, don't criticize. Don't degrade him for it. And then when he does do good things, be encouraging. You don't have to gush all over it, but, you know, be encouraging. Say thank you. Let him know that you noticed he did something. Absolutely. We all we all want encouragement, and like we all want to be appreciated. Yes, definitely, definitely. Especially when we're doing things to benefit other people, <laughs> it's nice for people to notice and acknowledge that for us. So, what what if a man says, "I'm trying to please her. I'm doing everything she wants, and it's just not working." What? It seems to me that he doesn't understand what she wants to please her. What's what's your take on on that kind of a, a problem? That's a, that's a common situation. Men they try so hard, so hard to please the wife, and 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 uh, the irony is it doesn't please her at all because she wants a man. She feels she, you know a man who's just doing you know wait, doing whatever his wife tells him. It's like she's he's her. Uh, you know, her personal servant, she doesn't want that. You know, women today are very strong. They're, you know, they have careers. You know, more than ever before, they're in the professions. They're in business. You know, they're very strong. And so they want a man who's as strong as, as they are or stronger. They don't want a guy who, who's weaker than them and just say, oh, yeah, just tell me what you want, whatever you want. Well, just tell me I'll do whatever you want. I'm, I want to make you happy. No, she, she wants a real man. She wants somebody she could look up to. I had a woman... She says, I may be a boss at work, but I'm one of the men. I want to feel like a woman. I want him to take charge. Exactly. That's what she wants. And I've heard that well, from your, several your business husband, women. The, the man in the relationship should never make you feel like the man in the relationship. <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> feel like a woman. That, 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 you know, 
that's the problem. Men act like women, women act like men, but women want real men. I'll tell you. So, what about the the whole saying? And do you think maybe maybe this is is part of the issue when when men say, "Well, women just don't want a nice guy. Nice guys never win." Is, is it maybe not that they're being nice, but they're not stepping it up and they're not really being a man? They're they're kind of coming across as as weak, and they think it's being nice. Exactly, exactly. You know, so many times. Men will say, oh, but I'm such a nice guy. I remember one person I was trying to teach these ideas to him. I mean, eventually they get it, but he says, but I'm a nice guy. I want to be a nice guy. I, I let her make the decisions because I'm a nice guy. And and then he did admit that, yeah, it's easier to let her make the decisions because if it goes wrong, then he could blame her. Uh-huh. And I said, she doesn't want a nice guy. She wants a real man. She doesn't want a man who... Because, you know, she wants to feel that this this man that she's with is strong and will protect her and will stand up for her. So if you can't stand up to her, how are you going to stand up for her? If she, if you're in a situation where she wants you to be the man and stand up to someone who's, you know, a threat to her, well, if you're such a nice guy, how are you going to protect her? She wants a man <laughs> who's strong. And, I hadn't and, thought about that, but that's a good point. <laughs> no, really, nice sounds like a nice word, but really it just means being passive and weak and not really taking care of anything. You're, you're nice. You're waiting for her to tell you what to do. And I'm such a nice guy. I do whatever she tells me to do. It's, it's. You know, I tell men, you want to do things that way. You're headed straight for a lot of problems in your marriage. And that's that's. The, no, I just said that's a tragedy. I remember I was at one wedding where a father-in-law actually said he gave a speech. The father, the the groom, said, "My advice on a." Happy marriage, yes, dear, yes, dear. It's like, you know, I, I hope he was, you know, I don't know if he was joking or not. I mean, yes, dear, when it's appropriate, but, you know, just someone who's just a yes, dear, yes, dear, you just tell me what to do, I'll do it. That's, that marriage is going to be in problems. Well, that's like, like marriage as seen on TV, especially in sitcoms. Horrible yeah. example. Oh, my goodness. If people take their, their cues from that, they're in big trouble. Because, it, I mean, it irks me how how bad men are portrayed in so many TV shows. It's like, okay, men aren't stupid, <laughs> you know. They don't have to ask the woman, you know, every little thing. I mean, you know, come on, people. Let's, let's I don't know. I'd like to see a TV show that actually has a, a um, respectful, equal relationship between a man and a woman. I've yet to find one. There may be one, but I haven't found it yet. No, I know. Well, just think of the old days. There was a show called Father Knows Best, and it was kind of idyllic and unrealistic. But when the father came, if you remember, every episode went the kids and the mother. The kids, there was some problem at home, and when the father came home, he solved the problem. Yes, he did. It was like he showed the leadership. It, you know, it was unrealistic. It was, but the idea was this father came home, found out what was going on, and he found a solution to the problem. You know, two kids were battling it out, and he found a way to mediate it. He just didn't come home and ignore everything and say, well, you handle it. So I say to the wife, you handle it. You know more than I do. You handle it. Or, or come home from work and say, why haven't you solved this already? Why do I have to do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what are, and we, we sort of already covered this, but I just want to make sure that there aren't any more. What are the main traits of a strong man? Well, main traits, 
show leadership. Leadership is really the key, and it's not like I said. It's not being controlling. It's what is a leader? A leader knows what's going on in his family or in his organization, and when when does he? When is it needed for him to step forward and solve a problem? You know, he knows what's going on with his kids. He's up to date. He can help them when they need help. You know, he can give them advice, step forward, and deal with things. Make decisions. Don't, you know, some men, they think, well, if I let her decide, and if it goes wrong, I could blame her. It's not my fault, but it doesn't matter because still people still take hold you responsible for what's going on in your home. And that's the third point. Take responsibility. Don't blame your wife when things go wrong. Don't blame her. You know, I, I've met a lot of divorced men who will say how, their wives spent money, you know, like water, and that, you know, they were so broke. It, 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 you know, nobody wants to hear it. Nobody has any sympathy for you because as much as we believe in gender equality, we still expect the man to take responsibility for what's going on in his home. If there's a problem and you're aware of it, you put an end to it. You don't let it happen in the first place. That's the man's job because whatever happens, people will hold you responsible for it. You can't just say, oh, no, my wife insisted. You know, I did it because my wife told me to. It won't get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but, but she may have told you to, but you actually acted on it. So, Even if you didn't act on it, even if you just let her act on it, you're responsible. <laughs> That's it. So you know what? Oh. When I tell men that, I say, you're going to be held responsible. So that means, well, I better do something about it because... If I'm going to be held responsible, I better make sure that whatever goes on in my judgment is the right thing that goes to, to, to do and not put us at risk. Well, people, if, if they grasp the concept of being responsible and held accountable for what they do, they should put more thought into things before they actually act on something, you know, actually do the research, think it through, you know, converse with somebody, maybe maybe talk it through with their partner and, and then figure out how to do it instead of just, you know, making a snap decision about something. We'd like to hope anyway. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Take responsibility. Really realize that as much as we have these ideas about gender equality, people still see the man as responsible for what's going on in his home. Even, you know, in situations where the family's divorced, let's say the, the parents are divorced and the kids live with the mother and there's problems with the kids, people still say, they'll, they'll say, well, why weren't you a better father? Well, I, my wife divorced me. It doesn't matter. You should, you, you're still needed there. You know, it's... it's uh, your kids didn't divorce you, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tell you. Um, what do you think? Because I, I haven't seen the latest statistics, but, I mean, it, it seems like it's about 50-50 when people get married that they're going to stay married or they're going to end up being divorced. What... What role does this topic play in the divorce rate, do you think? Well, I can't give you a number, but I've, I've talked to many uh, divorced people, and men will say to me, if I had known this while I was married, I probably wouldn't be divorced today. I've had women say the same thing. If my husband had understood this, we would not be divorced today. I just, you know, I just got so fed up with not having a man in the house I, I, you know, they'll say I got fed up not having a man. I had to be the man. The woman had to be the man. So I just, I'm happier now. He's not here, so I, I have to be the man by myself. It's easier. Yeah. You know, I can't give a specific number, but many, many, many cases. And you know, the interesting thing is, this book. You know, I wrote it for myself and my friends. 
then I kind of realized it was a this situation was happening all over North America, and then I realized it's happening all over the world. This book is being translated into 24 languages, in places where you think, you know, men are, are very like in Brazil where the whole image of machismo originated. You know, it's published by a big publisher there in Japan, where you think every man has a geisha. You know, in Russia and the Ukraine and these Eastern European countries, where you think that traditional you know, role of the, the strong man is still there. It's, it's all over the world. And a lot of it is just, you know, the media conveys these messages that's, that are just so overpowering that men just are confused. Like, it, it's, so, it's so common. And, and you meet a lot of women, you know, who are not married, and they'll say, this is why I can't find a decent guy, because men today don't act like men. I want a real man. I don't want someone who's... Uh, always ask me what to do to make every decision. I want a real man. I'm not going to marry someone who isn't going to be a man. And that's what they say. The men today, they just, they, they don't, they don't, I don't want to say the word weak, but they're not strong. They don't act like they want a man to act. True. As, as a female, I have to agree with that. There are some, but there, there are a whole lot more men that just, they just need to step it up. They really do. Uh, let me see. Um, but but I must admit that most of my friends are men, <laughs> so I do know what I'm talking about. So so tell us what you consider to be your qualifications for writing about this topic. It's a good question. Well, other than being a man, what else? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's an interesting question, and 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 the answer is, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, social worker. I have no training in those areas. So I, I think that was a big advantage because I didn't come to it with preconceived ideas. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of you know, therapists, marriage counselors, they all have the stuff that they learned, they were trained in. And, 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 and I mean, you sort of wonder, so you ever wonder why there's so many people doing marriage therapy, so many books, radio shows, television, newspaper columns, on the Internet, there's so much advice. But there's so much divorce. It doesn't make sense. So I think by not having those that, that qualifications or that training, I came to it very open-minded. I said, no preconceived ideas. I realized what I did in my marriage obviously didn't work. So I'm saying, well, I want to learn as much as I can. And, and by doing the reading and the research and talking to people for this book, I, I put together something that really... You know, it's helping a lot of people. And, you know, it surprises me. You know, when I was married, we saw these therapists, and nobody told me this. <laughs> How come no one said, you know, you got to be a man. you got to step up to the plate. Start taking charge. It, it doesn't seem like it should be that confusing, but if you look at the messages being put out, especially by the media and by the people that are held up as so-called role models, it's no wonder people are confused. And, and, you know, that's that's why I mentioned, too, about the breakdown of the family unit to the degree that it's gotten to be. Because, you know, and like you said, I mean, young men just don't have the role model in their day-to-day life, a real role model anyway. I mean, there's, you know, celebrities yeah. and whatnot, but they're not role models. <laughs> so, but... Um, I, you know, the interesting thing is I, I actually expected... Women would, would, would criticize the book, but really, like I said, they're the biggest supporters. I had one woman I, I did an interview with. She said, 
She's going to go home. It's a, it's a short book. It takes about an hour to read. I'm going to go home. I'm going to give my husband the book. I said, read it right now. And after you finish, I'm waiting for you in the bedroom in my negligee. It's like, <laughs> I want him to read this book. I'm, but read the book too, first. <laughs> he's too compliant. You know, I don't want a guy who just does whatever I tell him to do. I want a real man. And I hear this many times. You know, there there are some women that that's, that's what they say they want. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't want to get it. Actually, I, I don't. I don't want to be that kind of person. But yeah, I've I've seen people and they're like, you know, they they like being the one in charge. I'm like, you know, if you're gonna do that, be single. That's strange. Yeah, there, there are some. Although I I think they really want a man who's stronger than them. They're a strong person and they want someone who's stronger than them. Right. Well, that's that's my thing because I mean, any, anybody that knows me knows that I am a, a strong, independent woman. I just am. You know, that's that. I'm sorry, that's part of life. <laughs> so, no matter how much it irritates my dad and my brother, but my thing is, I want somebody that's going to challenge my challenge me mentally. You know, it's don't just say, okay, you're a strong person. I'm going to let you do everything you want. We're going to whatever you decide is what we're going to do. I, I don't want that. I want the the mental interaction with the person, you know, the talk it back and forth, you know, brainstorm about something complicated, figure it out between the two of us kind of thing. You know, a, a real, heaven forbid, partnership <laughs> with another person. Right, right. You know, and I say that to people and they look at me and their eyes kind of glaze over. I'm like, okay, that's not good. <laughs> you know? So, but I mean, I've, I've gone out with guys and they're like, you seem to have really strange ideas about relationships. I'm like, no, <laughs> so, but I don't know. It's it, well. That's part of the reason I got interested in in um, being a relationship coach is it just kind of to study and get a, a deeper understanding of of the dynamics of relationships and see see if I was really that far off target with what I was thinking. But so, what what are some some suggestions that you can give somebody? Say. Um, a man that, that says, you know, I, I do everything I possibly can to please her and, and you know, I, I'm as understanding as I could possibly be and just nothing makes this woman happy. I don't know what the problem is, but I just can't make her happy. Well, like I was saying, don't undermine her. Be aware of what's going on in your home. So if, if see, Look for problems that are not being dealt with. We think about another situation. If you see somebody who shows initiative and is aware, finds out about things that, there were problems and, and comes forward with a solution. You say, well, that's a, that's a great person. You'd, you'd want that person as an employee. But it's the same thing in a marriage. Be aware of what's going on in your home. You step forward and show leadership. To find a solution. Don't ask your wife how to solve it. You know, she's just a human like you. She, she, go to the Internet. Go, go to experts if you don't know. Find solutions and implement them and just keep implementing them. And eventually she will, you know, you will be her hero. She will, uh, you know, say, wow, what a great husband I have. Because he's not leaving everything to me, you know. You know, I said earlier there's a survey that, sh- that showed that uh, I think like 20% of women said they feel like married single parents. And I saw this interview on television about this survey. And, like, the man really didn't seem to understand it because he started quoting statistics that show that men do so much housework in the home, uh, well, but that's nice. But that's you, anybody could do, you could hire a nanny to do housework. You know that that's not what they mean when they feel they're a single parent. What does a single parent mean? I've got to deal with every problem. I've got to find a solution. I've got to make every decision. 
so doing the housework isn't isn't really addressing the woman's need that you know the feeling that she feels she's a single parent so make decisions look be aware of what the problems that are going on find solutions you know i've i've heard so many men smart guys you know they'll say oh the home is the woman's domain the woman runs the home and they think they're being modern progressive they don't realize they're they're heading towards problems like you're not stepping forward and doing your share you know, i've had another People ask me, like, well, what if a you know man works hard to provide for his family? He comes home, he's exhausted. You know, he doesn't want to, have to deal with. He's dealing with problems all day. He doesn't want to deal with more problems at home. So I said, just like, you know, you work hard at your job because you want to provide a nice life for your family. You have to save some of the energy when you come home to deal with the problems at home, so that you can provide a nice life for your family. Because when you come home and you're just oblivious, you just want to eat and and, and, you know, watch television, you know, that family, is, there's going to be a lot of stress, your wife's not going to be happy, and, and, and you're not providing a nice life for your family. So in the same way you want to provide, you know, a materially a nice life, you know, emotionally, psychologically, you also have to provide a nice life, and that includes being aware of what's going on in your home, stepping forward, making decisions, dealing with problems. Well, and the thing is, the, the wife probably has a job, and if she doesn't have a job outside the home, she's been taking care of the home and the kids and, and all the decisions during the day, too. So, I mean, it's not like she, she's been sitting around doing nothing all day. You know? Oh, of course not. Of course and, not. And you both live in the home, and you're both the parents of the children, you know. So it, it is, well, and, you know, it is both people's responsibility. And then you've got so many people, too, that I've heard say, well, She's in charge inside the house, and I'm in charge outside the house. You know, the man will take care of the yard during the, you know, the different seasons. But, but the woman's in charge of everything inside the house. You know, or, or the man will cook outside, but he won't cook inside. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. You're right, actually. There was an old Leave it to Beaver episode about that. Why does, why does the father cook the outside when they do a barbecue, but the woman always cooks inside? For, uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you know what? It's, see, the thing is, there's, in, on a home, uh, raising a family, there's lots of work to do. But even like a father, you know, he says, well, I do so much. I fix this. I, whatever, I wash dishes. I give the kids baths. I, I take out the garbage. I, when something's broken, I fix it. I, I paint the walls. It, it, that's not, that's, yeah, it's important to do as much as you can because there's a lot of work involved in raising a family. But You've got to do more than that. You've got to be a leader. That's not being a leader. Just doing the chores. It's not being a leader. Being a leader is knowing what's going on, and making decisions, and dealing with problems. So it doesn't mean if you see there's a problem with something, you have to do all the work. It's but the important thing is you're aware of the problem. You find a solution. Okay, there's a problem. There's a solution. Here's how I think we can solve it. Like any leader, I'll do this. You do this. Together, we can get it done doesn't mean you have to do everything, but you have to be aware of what's going on and and find solutions. And that's that's what a leader does. Think about it. What does a leader do? We expect him to know what's going on and find a solution and implement it. You know, he doesn't well, have to do all too, the work. It's, it's noticing as a problem is just starting to develop sometimes. Not once the, the problem's gotten huge. You know, it takes so much to get it under control. But you, you start spotting, like seeing the red flags, in, in things that are happening or, or you know, behavior or, or that kind of thing and hitting things off before they get to be such a big problem, too. Absolutely. You know, if you have a, your 
kids having a problem at school? You know, so many men will say, oh, well, you know, that's the woman's domain. She knows more about the kids than I do. She's raising the kids. I just bring in the money. Well, what does she need you for if you're just going to do that? She needs a man. He says, okay, look, there's a problem at school. I, I went and spoke to the principal. This is, this is the problem. This is, I think, what we need to do to solve the problem. Said, Whoa, that's a father. You know, father's job is to show leadership in raising the kids. Don't just leave everything to your wife. It's very frustrating for her. That's true. Like I said, it, it should be a partnership. I don't, I don't know why that seems to be a strange con- idea to some people, but that, that a relationship should be a partnership. So how would you describe, because <clears throat> this, is, this is a term that I've used with people, and, and usually when I do, they, they just look at me real strange or, or like some that whole eyes glazing over kind of thing. How would you describe a healthy relationship between two people well I think I think you know what my focus has been you know people will say well it takes two to improve a relationship but my view it takes one and you know I think one of the problems today is that women will tell men how they should be and men will tell women how they should be and doesn't work (laughs) we have to look at ourselves so it's not for me to tell a woman how she should be because Really, she's responding to me, how I behave, how I conduct myself. So to have a healthy relationship, a man, because I focus on men because I'm a man, he has to look at himself and see how his actions impact his wife and how she responds to them. So if you want to improve, you want to have a healthy marriage, a healthy relationship, you know, you've got to be... And one of the one of the quotes I have in the book, it's, it's written 2,000 years ago, is just, if, if, if the man is worthy, the woman will be his partner. So it's really, you have to be worthy. You have to be, you, you know, men complain women don't respect them. Well, you have to conduct yourself in a way that she will see that you're worthy of respect. And a lot of it is you have to respect yourself first. You want to be respected? Respect yourself first. Be the first one who respects you. Then others will follow. So you have to think about, you know, what what do I, you know? How do I want this marriage to be? So to have a healthy relationship, one of the things that's important is, you know, people shouldn't be yelling and screaming at each other. So how do you do that? Well, don't raise your voice with the other person. Every time you want to raise your voice, you're angry. You think what the other person has done is so terrible, so disrespectful that you shouldn't yell at them. Just stop yourself and say, yeah, but it's not going to achieve what I want. If I want a respectful relationship, if I'm yelling and screaming, she's not going to respect me. She's going to look at me like I'm a fool. I mean, just think, when you see, like you sometimes see in the supermarket, like, you know, somebody did something to the other person, when the other person is yelling and screaming at them out of control, and you look at them and you think, what, this guy's a fool? Like, he's making a big fool of himself. He's like, he's a nutcase. But that's how, when you yell and scream, because you think you're justified, that's how other people see you. So it's really about... Working on yourself, man needs to work on himself. You know, control his, his emotions, control his anger. You know, think about what do, can I do to get the results that I want. I want my wife to respect me. I have to show leadership. I have to be a strong man. I'm not not a guy who's just like, oh yes, you know, whatever you want, whatever you want. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. I'll do what you want. It's 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 really so. You don't understand what I'm saying? It's like it's really up to the man to say, I've got to control my behavior so I get the response I want. If if a woman is disrespectful to a man, you've got to say, well, 
you know, please don't do that and again. Or, you know, you have to set the bar. That's one of the things I, issues I deal in the book. You know, men will say, you know, my wife treats me so badly. She's so disrespectful. You know, she insults me. I said, well, you know, bad behavior that doesn't always start there. It usually starts, you know, put downs, insults. So you have to decide that's not acceptable. And in a calm way, but firm, to say, no, you're too good to talk that way. You know, something that will make her feel good, but show her that you have the respect for yourself so that she will respect you. You know, so many guys, I see this so many times, and I hate it. It's like the woman, like in a, in a crowd of people, like, you know, in company, the woman will, will make some, like, ridicule her husband, make some joke about him. And the, the, the man will laugh it off, thinking he's such a nice guy. And I look at them, I say, whoa, you know, you, you're laughing off. Your, your, your wife embarrassed you in front of all your friends. She ridiculed you. You know, you, you're, you've got problems. Like, you just have to make it clear. You know, I'm, I respect myself. I expect to be respected. And that means respecting your wife, too. So right. that, that's, that's, again, I'm saying it's all up to one person to change the relationship. It doesn't take two. It takes one. Well, and, and you know, once, once we have a healthy love for ourselves and we have self-respect and self-esteem, it's easier for the other person to have those things for us also. You know, Absolutely. show them that, that we deserve their respect and their love and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Well, believe it or not, we are out of time. So do you want to give out your website address so people can take a look? And the name of the book is Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants. Right. It's Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And my website is awardpress, A-W-A-R-D press.com. And the book is available on Amazon. Uh, as a paperback and as a Kindle ebook, and it's also as an ebook on iBooks and Kobo and Nook, which is Barnes and Noble, and it's also available in bookstores. And if you go into a bookstore, it's sold out. Uh, just tell them to order it, and they'll they'll get it for you. And uh, if you go to my website, if you want to ask me a question or you read the book and you have comments, I I very much welcome hearing them. And I wish everyone, like, be strong, because that's the way to have a good relationship. Very, very true. I just want to share a little bit of Mr. Katz's book with you. Uh, Just the introduction and the first couple chapters. They're just short. I just want to give you just a sample of what the book is about and the way it's set up. It's got a really neat format, and I think you'll enjoy it. So if you stick with me for just a few minutes, I'll share it with you. The introduction says, A woman wants a strong man. What do women want? An age-old question, but one of significant relevance to every 21st century male. The last 50 years have brought a shift in gender roles and relationship expectations. Men have been told they must learn how to please women and evolve beyond the patriarchal stereotypes of their forefathers. But no matter how hard he works at trying to please women, the path of the sensitive New Age guy is strewn with frustration, bewilderment, and resentment. What do women want? A healthy woman wants a strong man, a man who can make a decision, a man who can be depended on, 
A man who can look out for the best interest of his loved ones. A man who does the right thing, not the easy, popular, or expedient thing. What do women want? Elliot Katz has hit the nail on the head in his provocative and groundbreaking book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants. Drawing from the wisdom of the ages, Katz guides the reader through the labyrinth of confusion created by today's enlightened thinking on gender roles. Drawing upon age-old principles that work, Katz shows the modern male how to be the kind of man that women want without regressing into authoritative, authoritarian, abusive, or controlling stereotypes of masculinity. Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants is a book that offers hope to men and women alike. It is a must-read for every man who is ready to reclaim his masculine self and start becoming the kind of man that a woman really wants. Notice he said a healthy woman. Anybody that listens to my show has heard that. And also talking about having a healthy relationship. So let's just share just a little bit. The first chapter, If You Don't Lead, I Can't Dance. Michael raised his glass to his grandfather. Grandpa Joseph, to you and Grandma Sarah on your 50th anniversary. Tell me, how did you do it? Lisa and I have been together for seven years, and I don't think we're going to make it to eight. Grandpa put his hand on Michael's shoulder. It wasn't easy. We both had a lot to learn. I've tried hard to be nice and make her happy, but no matter what I do, it's never good enough. His grandfather nodded. Michael, it's been a long time since I've seen you. I'm glad you came. Today, let's enjoy the party. Tomorrow, just the two of us will talk. How about a hike, like in the old days? Michael sighed. I'll ask Lisa. He thought about why he'd been late for the party. He had wanted Lisa and the kids to come, but she'd said no and didn't want him to go either. He couldn't understand why. He had missed seeing Grandpa Joseph and Grandma Sarah's surprise when they arrived. He knew they had been expecting a quiet backyard picnic with Michael's parents, Norman Helen. Instead, a long white banner with 50 amazing years in big red letters, and the cheers of their children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren had welcomed them. Michael watched his grandfather give candy to the younger children. With Sarah at his side, Grandpa then stepped forward to speak. He blinked back tears as he looked around at his family. It's hard to believe it's been 50 years, he said as he looked at Sarah. When we met, I knew Sarah was the one for me. Her goodness and kindness matched her beauty. When we were first married, we struggled. We didn't have anybody to ask for help, but we kept going. When times were hard, Sarah always helped me to see the good. Grandpa kissed Sarah on the cheek. She had changed a little over the years. Her figure had matured and was now more rounded, but her face wore the same warm, welcoming smile she shared with everyone. Her dark hair was shorter and starting to gray. She dressed simply, as always, in a white blouse and a long blue skirt. Everybody cheered and raised their glasses high. Michael took a sip of his wine, then looked over at his grandfather. He admired the way Grandpa had kept fit, his back and shoulders still straight. His deep blue eyes still held their glint. 
Michael hadn't realized before how much he looked like his grandfather. Both were six feet tall with strong builds and wavy dark hair. That grandpa's hair had streaks of gray. Michael looked around at his family. It had been a while since he'd seen them, and it felt good to be back. He saw his dad, Norm, grandpa and grandma's oldest son. His dad, also tall, tall and broadly built, came over to greet him. So how's the new job? How do you like being the publisher? Michael smiled to himself. He knew his dad was proud of his success at work. They like my ideas. I'm really excited about it. His mother, Helen, joined them. Petite and always glamorous, she was reveling in being hostess to so many people. How are things with Lisa and the kids, she asked. The same. Michael quickly changed the subject. This is a great party, Mom. You've made Grandpa and Grandma very happy. The music began to play a Viennese waltz, one popular when Joseph and Mary, Sarah, were first married. As Michael walked across the backyard, he saw a dove land on the wooden fence and listened to, listened to its crow, crow. He looked at the dove, then over at his grandma and went over to her. She'd always been one of his favorite people, and she was the best cook in the world. Her door was always open. Michael, it's good to see you, Sarah smiled. She reached up and gave him a big hug. Michael took her by the arm. May I have this dance? She smiled, and they walked onto the lawn where Michael led her in the sweeping turns of the waltz. As they danced, Michael said, Grandma, I heard a theory. They say being a couple is like dancing. When one person steps forward, the other steps back. Do you think it's true? Sarah thought for a moment. I think it's like dancing in another way. If you don't lead, I can't dance. I hope you enjoyed that short excerpt. And that's just just to give you a taste of what the book is about. Again, it is Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man by Elliot Katz. And you can get your copy today at Amazon.com. There will be an archive of the show on my blog. And, of course, there's all kinds of articles on different relationship topics at lovecoachjourney.com. And I invite the listeners to be back again next week, each week on New Visions Radio. And I will look forward to seeing you all next week on Ready for Love Radio.